welcome to the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, the show of all sorts that sorts all by serving up a slice of life. What is your order? Ah, I see. The special it is, we will be there to deliver ASAP. Cosmic Pizza Podcast, special delivery. Hello and welcome to your special delivery from the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. I'm Sean from Canada and with me today we have... Dan from Kent in the UK. And Paul from near Liverpool in the UK. And we're here to serve you up a slice of life in every show. Today's pizza contains the following slice. We're going to talk about immortality. Are you ready, gentlemen? As always. As always. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, first thing I want to know is, are you immortal? <laughs> well, cool. I, ho- I hope not, because um, I... Well, I don't think I am, because obviously I've been getting older. So, either I'm going to live very long and then fall apart and live in bits, uh, or if I was made immortal now, then I've got the body of a 55-year-old, and that's not the way I want to live the rest of my life. And and that's really the thing, is there's so many different flavors of immortality, different options, different uh, what-have-yous, that I, I guess we should really discuss all the various flavors of immortality, shouldn't we? Absolutely. Sounds about right. Okay, where, where should we start? Should we uh, just talk about what immortality is, first of all? Yeah, I think so. I mean, immortality to me says you, you will live forever. Uh, you cannot, and there's two bits to that. You can live forever, um, where you cannot be killed, uh, or you could live forever, but you could be killed. If that makes sense. Yeah, because because there's there's three main um, what are they called? I guess factors. Uh, DAT. You've got uh, disease, you've got aging, and you've got trauma. So, say you are immortal, these three factors are going to play a role depending on the flavor of immortality that you have. Uh, disease. Are, are you invulnerable? Do you have regenerative capabilities? Maybe, maybe not, right? So, that's, that's what we really have to get into. But uh, just according to Wikipedia, immortality is eternal life. Being exempt from death or unending existence. They make it sound pretty horrible when they say it that way. Yeah, I mean, that could be a problem there. Because, I mean, if you if you cannot die, there's an issue there. Because, obviously, at some point, the Earth will be destroyed by the sun. We know, we know that's going to be a fact in, in millions and millions of years. So, when that happens, do you then just end up floating around in space? Well, all this, or do you end up in the middle of the sun where you're going to spend the rest of your life in the sun? Or are you just a floating consciousness at that point? Well, again, it depends on whether you, your body is disintegrated or, um, or, or, you know, maybe that's what they mean by life. I mean, you come to the end of your existence on, on Earth, you die, you get buried, and your atoms go into the ground and become part of the ground, and then maybe sucked up as a part of a tree, or a weed, or a, a flower, or a plant, or something, or worm food. 
uh, anything like that. And so your consciousness doesn't continue, but your atoms will still be there going around. So because uh, the universe recycles all the atoms, in a way, we're all immortal, although our consciousness does not continue. We were all once stars. Star stuff, as Carl Sagan would say. Exactly. Some part of our being knows this is where we came from. We long to return. And we can't, because the cosmos is also within us. We're made of star stuff. We are a way for the cosmos to know itself. Dan, what do you think about all this? You're awfully quiet over there. I'm just listening. This is amazing to listen to. Uh, <laughs> I'll just sit back and do nothing right now. That's okay. He's um, out of practice. Well, I mean, He's been away for a week. Exactly. Yeah, I can be out of it. Um, well, it's just if if we are going to still have our bodies when the the sun expands and everything like this, at least we'll have a nice suntan. That's the main thing. Um, you have to leave uh, a beautiful corpse, but um, with immortality. Immortality, as I saw it, was that you cannot die, you are exempt from death, as you said in the definition. But I think there is that classification. You have to be very clear that immortality doesn't necessarily mean long-lived. There are lots of creatures in science fiction, in any kind of mythology, anything like that, that can die, uh, but they are enormously uh, long-lived and they appear to be the same person from the moment they become immortal, uh, for want of a better word, uh, to the moment they are killed. Immortals, complete immortals, no death, no birth, completely cycl- cyclical, um, your godlike characters, they're something completely different. And I think quite hard to come by when you look through sort of the research of it. Very few characters are truly, completely immortal. Um, I didn't know if you guys found that. Uh, no, um, but I was looking through Memory Alpha for uh, for Star Trek examples of immortality because the three of us are most familiar with uh, Star Trek, I think. And that was one of the defining characteristics of Q. And uh, according, according to the website, the fact that the Q continuum f- uh, forced immortality Onto other Q dismayed one of the Q who attempted suicide. He claimed that immortality was one of the vulnerabilities of the Q. If you remember Death Wish from Voyager, um, and and uh, according to Star Trek, the Greek gods were immortal. Uh, the Dowd were immortal as well. That's uh, from TNG's The Survivors. And if you go way, way back to the original series, we had Flint from uh, Requiem for Methuselah, and he uh, he had been, what, Leonardo, and he had been uh, all kinds of famous figures throughout history. And the way he found out his immortality was he was a, he was a warrior on the battlefield, and he got uh, stabbed or killed, but he didn't die. And he just continued on with his existence until he went to this other planet, and then he could live a, a regular life. So his immortality was tied to the planet Earth. But there's still a, a vulnerability to it. I mean, um, Paul right now has got the picture of one of my favourite movies in all of this, The Highlander. But again, they are not immortal. They are exceptionally well-lived, but they can be killed and they can be ended. Um, you've got the Greek gods, one of my favourite immortal characters. Whenever you think of all the stuff they got up to, I, I love all those stories. But they have died. No one believes in them anymore. There's There's no... There's no one still worshipping them, as far as I know. Um, they are a myth. They are still a story, but they are really around. They are still fiction. 
I don't know. I I saw the Wonder Woman film. <laughs> but then they changed. That's the other thing as well. Are we, are, are you, as you are now, the same person you were seven years ago when all of your cells were completely changed and different? Uh, so this is the other thing. This is the, the ship of Theseus, or for the UK listeners, the Trigger's Broom problem. Um, if you regenerate all the time and you're completely changing all the time and every cell in your body is completely different to what it was even six months ago, are you still the same person? Is there actually even mortality? Because the body you have right now is not the same body you had all the way back when. It's true. Because, yeah, isn't it seven years, like you said, that uh, by that that, point... All, all the cells have completely regenerated or changed or, or whatever it is. Uh, it's all new. So every seven years, uh, you're, you're somebody else, but you're the same person because you have continuance of consciousness. So your, your constituent elements are different, but the brain matter is the same, I guess. Even, even though the brain matter has changed as well, I suppose, in that seven years, the, the, are, do the neurons stay the same though? Yeah. What persists, I mean, what carries over, it's, it's, it's difficult to tell. And that's really the question. So let's go back to <laughs> to Highlander. Um, so you said they're not immortal, but they are, but they're not. But if you cut off their heads, then they're dead. Until you get to the last one. Because mm. there can be only one. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, again, you see that... That they get stabbed, they'll, you know, they can have an arm chopped off. As so long as they don't lose their head, they're fine. But they they've lived through so many lives. They have seen all of their loved ones die, all of their friends die. They make new ones, mm-hmm. but you know, it's that must be a horrible thing. How many funerals must you go to? I mean, that well, must be so many. That, that's the thing. And, and I, I tried looking online for pros and cons of immortality, and I found a few. Um, the, the pros were uh, you don't have to worry about death, uh, growing old and frail, or maintaining good health. That depends on the flavor of immortality that we're going to go with. Um, you get to live long enough to see what becomes of the earth and the human race. And uh, you have enough time to do anything that you want to do. Like, uh, if you remember uh, Star Trek Insurrection, uh, the Baku, they could live a long time because their planet constantly regenerated their cells. And, uh, what, Anish was 300 years old and she just hadn't got around to learning how to swim? So if you have if you have enough uh, time, eventually you might get around to it, but it's not a priority. Uh, there's, a, there's an interesting thing about that, though. Uh, uh, have either of you seen The Good Place? With Ted Danson. Uh, yes. I've seen a couple episodes, yeah. Yeah, love it. it, it I think it's the best thing I've watched in years. And it, it's, um, I, I, me and my wife just watched it. Uh, we've finished watching it. And then I've just started listening to the podcast of it as well because the, they interview all the cast and everything. And that's uh, amazing. So... When they, uh, if anybody's listening to the show, go and see it. It's an amazing, amazing TV series. I absolutely love it. Uh, unfortunately, I'm about to spoil it. So, at the very end, <laughs> spoilers. At the very end, uh, they um, they all get into uh, the good place. I'm not going to call it heaven because that is, it's not. It's about being in a good place or a bad place. But they get into the good place and they get hold of it and they say, um, "Right, we've got a problem." 
because everybody's in here and they're all bored. They've been here forever and they've all done everything. They've been everything. They've seen everything. They've read every book. They've seen every television program. They've done it all. And now they're just bored. So the way out of it is they create a door and this door leads to nowhere. And as soon as you step through it, your atoms get scattered. As they say, it's like a wave returning to the sea. And that suddenly becomes very popular. And people suddenly, now they have an end to their actual life, their their extra life. They're all happy and they party and they say, great, 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 we, we've you know, finally got something. And they, they finish off everything they were going to do and then they walk through the door. And that puts a, a line underneath it and says, that's enough. We, you know, we, we've had enough. Just to go on a slightly sad note, my when my grandfather died, he had cancer and he, he was 91. And he'd had a good life, a good life, um, and you know he'd, he'd had a you know, good family and you know, good grandkids and, and uh, great grand grandkids at the time. And he got to a point where he was at home and he had um, the, the cancer. Uh, he, there was no return, and he, he we we all went in as family and we decorated his house and painted it all so we could have the bedroom downstairs as well, so my nan could look after him. But he got to a point where he realised it was it was getting to the end, so. We just happened to be in there, I think, at the time, and he said, um, uh, and he got to sort of the end of the day, and we said, right, okay, we're off. He said, right, okay. He said, I want to say goodbye. And it, it took a, a bit of a second before everybody realised he meant he wanted to say the final goodbye. And he hugged everybody, he kissed everybody, and, and he wanted to do it while he was still compass mentis, so that he still had his faculties, and, and everybody knew, and he knew that this was going to be it. Yeah, he said all of his goodbyes, he hugged everybody, and we all left. Now, that actually was the last time I, I saw him properly. The next time I saw him, unfortunately, he was in hospital, and he was drugged up to the eyeballs. He he didn't know what was about, and a couple of days later, he passed away. Um, and I think that's that's the same as the good place. You've had it. And one of the things he said was, uh, before, before he said goodbye to everybody, he says, that's it, um, I've had enough. And he just wanted it to end. Because he was in a lot of pain, obviously, so that you know he knew there was no way he was going to get back from that. But he he sort of he got that calm that you you generally get from people who know they're going to die or or, or you know coming to the end of a uh, the life. Um, so he sort of settled it in his own mind, and he was happy then that the, it was all going to be over. He could see around him; he had a good family. He'd left his his legacy, and he was, he was about to go. And the same with the good place that you, you've done everything, you've you know, you've achieved everything, you've you've you know taken all those classes you meant to take, the language classes, the woodworking things, you know, everything you wanted to do, you've done it, that's it, I've had enough now. Because if you live forever, my goodness, you're going to get bored. You will have done everything within the first hundred years. You, know, you can play the guitar, you can speak a different language. And it's it's really going to get boring quick after that. And, and, and that's number one on the cons list that I found, boredom or uh, ex- existential boredom. And, and then another con is watching your loved ones grow old and die over and over and over again. And uh, here's here's one that you might not have thought about. Uh, memory limits, because how much can your brain hold on? If, if you're 7 billion years old, are you going to remember your childhood? Are you going to remember your parents' names? All that information is just going to disappear. Well, that's right. It's not just it's not just that. I mean, it's memory of everything. So, I mean, you, you're, you know, um, all the... Uh, experience that you've gained well, by the time that you get to our age, you know, sort of thirties to forties to fifties, 
you, you've got a good bit of experience there. You can still learn more, but you've got a you know, good deal of experience. You know not to put your hand in the fire and hit your hammer, you know, hammer on the thumb and all this type of thing. You've got all of that. But as you get older, you start to forget things. I've seen you know, my my, my um, in-laws and my father. You know, they're, they're not too bad at the moment. They're getting there. But with my um, my mother-in-law and my my mother, are both are both suffering from dementia. And if you get that in your fifties, sort of you're going to live for the rest of your life. You know, you know, this this is going to be a long, long life. You're going to forget things very quickly, and either go downhill very quickly. You know, this is again this degenerate diseases thing. Um, but there is a natural forgetfulness. Your brain does forget things. Um, it's bad enough now forgetting where you've just put your pen down, for goodness sake. I mean, if you, you know, thousands of years down the thousands of years down the line. You know, just think of that. Can you? you know, would you be able to remember? I, I can't remember what I did in, in 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 school when I was in like fifteen, sixteen year. You know, I, I can't remember the first time I met my best friend Paul that we've spoken about. He can. He can remember it. I can't. Uh, I can remember certainly. You know, thinking at a time, oh, great, this is my best friend, but I can't remember the first time we met. Imagine uh, trying to remember something from a hundred years ago. Oh, how, do, how did I use that hammer and chisel? Or how did I create that thing about fire? And you, you, know, you might have gained new experiences, but my goodness, you, all the experience that you've gained previously, you, you, you will lose very quickly. But is that perhaps an answer to the other problems about losing everyone and everything? If you know that after, say, 50 years, 60 years, that memory will fade... Does that, you know, negate the hurt? So, you know, you're immortal. You know you're immortal. You've remembered all the skills, as you've said. But the hurtful aspects of staying alive for so long would not be there. You would forget because certain trauma. That is true. Time heals all wounds. Exactly, mm. yeah. And, uh, and here's a, another spanner in the works here. Of course, we are assuming here that each and every one of us is immortal, but nobody else is. Right, exactly. So you, every every what twenty to thirty years, because you're not aging, you have to move to a different part of the country, change your identity, find new uh, ID, uh, start your whole life all over again, and do the same thing. You know, unless you want to publicize who you are and say, "Yeah, I'm immortal. I've been around since 1842, and uh, I still look like I'm 27." But you can't do anything uh, uh, that will attract, uh, attract any attention to yourself. So you couldn't become a really good painter. Because if you became a good painter, let's say in the UK, and thought, right, okay, I've got to get off now because you know, everybody's going to recognize me. Go over to Italy, uh, let's say, and you spend a bit of time there and you start writing books. I better, better start doing something else. And you suddenly you become a good writer. And then people start saying, well, hang on a minute. There's a really good writer over here and there's a really good painter over here and they don't half look the same. You know, this guy on the back of the books here, and you know, he's painted this, this self-portrait here. You know, what's, you know, is this the same guy? And then, and then well, a hundred years later, we, we, we've got this really good chef. That, you know, this is a five-star chef in the, in, in the middle of you know, India. You think, what? And, that, and I think there's sort of a similar thing about Highlander, isn't there? That's how they find people. They, they track them through time, through the various things that they've done, and they can find them that way. Speaking so, of yeah. time, there's another show that I'm going to spoil as well. If anyone's seen Future Man... The series Future Man. Uh, it's, I think, four seasons long. Uh, it's a brilliant comedy. Uh, every season, it sort of changes the focus of what 
exactly the story is and it completely changes every time uh, it starts off as a janitor completes a video game and then two warriors from the future come back and say right you are going to save us so it's the last starfighter but then the next season it completely changes again and it's uh, you know they're in a post-apocalyptic future and all this sort of thing by the end of the season here we are more spoilers um they are time fugitives and they are escaping time cops and they go into a void, into an area that, a pocket universe, with a bunch of other celebrities, dead celebrities like Marilyn Monroe and, and everyone, and Abraham Lincoln, who they've saved throughout time, who have also come into this void. And because they are living an immortal life, but becoming forgetful over time, Abraham Lincoln is now uh, an expert at uh, dodgeball. Uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe is an excellent baker now, and she's li- li- living the model life. And the janitor guy who started off the show, he writes a journal of every celebrity he falls in love with and has an entire life with, and that's the only way he remembers what's going on. But they have this mission to sort of get out of the void and it's only that mission that seems to stay in their mind everything else they completely forget he completely forgets he has this relationship with abraham lincoln that he's married to marilyn monroe he forgets everything but he's able to learn new skills and do new things and it's exactly what you're saying it's that it's a it's a great life they live in this weird alternate universe but because they don't have the hurt and the pain it's not that bad. And what's that? What's that on Future Man? Uh, Future Man. Uh, I think it was on Sky. I think it might now be on Amazon Prime here in the UK. Yeah. Okay, because I, I remember talking about it on the mm. Rusted Robot podcast when the trailers came out, but we didn't have it here in Canada. But uh, so you'd recommend it because it looked really good. It was. It it gets so. Uh, it's it's a very English sort of sensibility about the humor as well. Very British, even though it's American made, uh, and it's it's um, clearly uh, it's Seth Rogen who's producer behind it. He becomes mm-hmm. a character later on in later seasons. Um, of course he does. But it's a it's a great. It's a very very silly um, uh, character comedy that just happens to be set around time travel. Uh, that has this one episode that's about immortality. Very, very funny. Two of my favorite tropes, time travel and immortality. What's, exactly. what's not to love? Exactly. Right there for you. So that's that's uh, one of the things that I, I came across in uh, not even just my research for this particular episode, but talking about and thinking about immortality. You can you can have immortality. Like um, I think on Soulforge podcast, I, I did an episode about uh, if I could have three wishes, what would they be? And I think one was immortality, but to go along with that, you have to have uh, perfect health at all times because you could be immortal but you could still get sick and then you're seven billion years old and you got cancer and you're missing your limbs and you're you're got cataracts and stuff so you have to have like a an addendum i guess like a a caveat like okay i've got immortality but i have to have regenerative abilities or invulnerability or perfect health or something you can't just have immortality because naturally with aging and disease and trauma and stuff you're you're gonna you're gonna get killed off that's right yeah and and age is another thing as well what at what age do you want to become immortal you know do you get to a an age and you say right now i'm 25 that'll do i've got a young body good health you know peak of, of fitness and off we go or do you suddenly get to 55 and think well now i've got a bit more smarter 
but my knees ache. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and as it is, I, I'm 44, and if I could choose to be immortal, I would take it right now because I, you know what? I, that's that's enough now. I, I don't want to get any worse. Um, have you always can, can worn, have... have you always worn glasses though, Sean? Uh, because you've only... got glasses for the rest of your life. I uh, know. Only in the last five years have I worn glasses. So really, you should have taken that immortality five years ago. I would have taken it at about uh, 35 years old, if I could. I think 35, mid-30s is a good age all the way around, and uh, people respect you at that age. Uh, you're not a 20-year-old, but you're not an old 40-year-old guy either, right? So, And holy crap, imagine being in your 50s or 60s. That's just ancient, right? So, <laughs> Well, when I get there, I'll oh, let you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you, Dan? 37. So right now I'm praying, I'm clicking my fingers. If anyone wants to give me the immortality right now, that'd be really perfect. Thank you. Yeah, but again, yes. you see, you, you, and we've all got the same problem. No hair, glasses. <laughs> it's too late now. That's right. I've always what? wanted to be bald. Since I was a kid, I hated my hair. It was all curly and horrible, and I had this uh, afro that went up, not out. It's very, very weird. So I've always wanted to be bald. That's That's fine by me. See, I've, I've thought about all this. Since you're getting immortality through magical means, it's probably a genie or somebody who grants you a wish. So you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get your immortality. You're gonna have your perfect health. You're, you're going to have, um, perfect vision. You're gonna have, like, a perfect body. So you're gonna naturally have hair. Because, you know, like, maybe you, you've got your 20 year old body, even though you're like 35 or something. Yeah, that's right. You, you don't want to, you, you want to be that age. You say you've got all of your hair on your head. Not when you get into your fifties and it's coming out your nose and out your ears. No, that's definitely not good. So, so there's that. And uh, I, what else? What else do you want with your immortality? You, you probably want to have like a a skill or a talent, right? So that um, as you're going through life and it's and societies change, you, you can't have like a unlimited bank account because that's just silly. Because Banks change, currency changes. So if you have like a talent, like uh, like you're a musician, you can always entertain the masses and earn your keep that way. So if we were immortal without any talent like we have now, like what's the point of being alive and just having to work for uh, seven billion years? Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, doing the same job, you know, d- digging, you know, digging soil up in a in a field somewhere because that's what you started off doing in in the. Uh, you know, the year dot, you know, you're planting your yeah. own crops and that's the only thing you're good at. At least Dan's a writer. He can write books for the rest of eternity. But what, what yeah. do we have, Paul? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to deliver yeah. the mail for 47 billion years. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but you are immortal. That is a skill. You could be, you know, a side traveling circus man who can't be killed. You can do all of those stunts. And, and do we have to eat? That's another question. Oh, you've got to eat. I mean, I mean, besides the fact that at the moment we have to eat, but if you were becoming immortal, I would still want to eat because I would I'd be going to all of the, you know, the best restaurants and, and uh, you know, eating all the best food over all those years. You can't, you can't. That's not living if you if you're not if you're not going out to decent restaurants. But I, I agree, because but does your your body because you're immortal? Do you still need food and drink? Or are you just okay? When we're saying about um, you're, you're staying the same age, does your because the cells in your brain obviously die and then you get new ones and that so they regenerate? Is that still the case, or is your I, brain I, staying the same? I would think you would still regenerate. Your your cells would uh, be new every seven years. You would just not die. Okay, because if you 
drink like mad and get a massive hangover. That's obviously part of that. Is is small you know, parts of your brain, you know, brain cells dying off. Well, if you did that over nine thousand years, you wouldn't have much of a brain left, would you? Unless it regenerates. Uh, yeah, unless you have the perfect health and you can get drunk, but it doesn't really affect your DNA or anything. Yeah. So if I get immortality, I want it in. Uh, it's sober October. That's fine. Um, don't want a hangover, so that's good. All right, that's, that's all right. Okay, just making some notes here. That's fine. Don't worry about it. It was sober October, not an Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> so let's backtrack a bit to the point where I said, you know, we're assuming that just ourselves, whoever's listening to this, you know, it's just you that is immortal. But what happens if the entire planet is immortal? There's a problem because within a few years, not of you, you've now got 10 billion people, you've now got 20 billion people because you've all had an extra child and, and the place is getting very crowded very quickly. Well, uh, funny that you mentioned that because I was, I was looking through some immortality stuff. Uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Robert J. Sawyer, uh, often talks about immortality in his, uh, in his novels and, I found a uh, immortality transcript. I guess it, either it was a, uh, I'm not sure what it was part of, but it uh, says first aired March 13th, 1998. And it was the vision of the year 2020. And it's somebody interviewing Robert as an immortal. And it says here, uh, Robert Sawyer is a man in the year 2020 who's undergone a new treatment that will make him immortal and the the interviewee asks him hey rob do you got a minute and he's like a minute sure you want an hour a day a year no problem time is one thing i have in abundance and it says here speaking of breeding if everyone becomes immortal what happens to the population won't it explode or are people moving off into space uh, and he says i've decided not to have kids if i'm going to live forever there's no need for an heir and a spare so maybe if you were immortal you wouldn't want to have kids I've <laughs> despair. Oh, that's cruel. <laughs> but true. Yes. Right? Too true. Yeah. And and of course, uh if we're getting that many people, billions and billions, we're gonna have to have space travel, we're gonna have to colonize. You wouldn't need intergenerational starships. You could just get on a ship and go. And sure, it, it might take you eighty thousand years to get to the nearest star, but you've got time. You've got books to read, you've got Netflix to watch. That's true. Uh, I'm reading the Isaac Asimov books, as I've mentioned on previous episodes of this podcast. And at the moment, I'm reading Robots and Empire, which is where the two sets of, of series of books start to come together. It's the Robots books and the Empire books. And in this, uh, people who have lived on Earth, uh, who are you know, like us, short-lived, 80 years-ish, 80 years or take. Uh, they've started to, to uh, populate the, the galaxy because Earth is too crowded. So we've, we've got spaceships now, we've got hyperdrive, and off we go. Um, the people who have moved out are called spacers because they live in space. And they have uh, colonized a, a handful of planets. And because they've got these new planets, they have no Earth-bound diseases. So they are all in good health. And because there's nothing to kill them off, they start living longer lives. Uh, average about 350 to 400 years uh, is a sort of good life. They, they also they also have robots as, as servants, basically. So, uh, on one planet, uh, a person could quite easily have 10,000 robots because there is so much land. There are there are probably only 100 people on the planet, so they have 
acres, miles, 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 square miles of, of land each, and that has to be uh, obviously uh, looked after. And they have robots to do that. They have a, a house that they live in, so obviously robots are, are slaves for, for, for helping them out there. So basically, they've got nothing to do all day. That means that life becomes a lot slower. There's a slower pace of life. So instead of spending you know a couple of hours do, you know doing something because you know, or even you know a small project might take a, a maybe even a year or two on earth uh, that suddenly becomes 10 20 30 years to do it because you've got time you've got all the time in the world you you, you know you're going to be living longer so you, life becomes slower and this is a bit of a problem when earth people come to that planet and they're trying to get things done quickly and they and you know, these guys are saying yeah but you, you you're going to be dead in a, in 50 years you know we've got another 2 300 years to go yeah you know just slow you know we can just take things slowly and take it easy so it's an interesting concept that he, that Asimov comes up with saying that life will be at a slower pace and you'd be you'd be more relaxed but there's bugger all to do and and that's the thing. Even even people now who aren't immortal, when they have a two week vacation and they're not going anywhere and they're just staying at home, they're they're bored. Like during the pandemic, people are extremely bored and there's nothing to do. So some people are not cut out for immortality. That's true. Now, let's let's turn it around. The three of us. Would you either of you want to be immortal? I I would put it a different way. And I think most people will say this, is I don't want to die. I wouldn't necessarily want to be immortal. I think the good place was showed me what I think is, is to be true, is that you you need an end. So you, you live an, until you decide you're done. That would be a better, a better thing, yes. Um, however, whether that means I stay in this body or a younger version or... Whether you just keep you keep living until you say, well, okay, now I'm 103 and my body's no good. Now is the time to go. That might be a natural way. That's probably a more um, an easier way, an easy easing your way out of life um, to realise that you have gone so far and you can't really go any further. I think that's a better way of doing it than living forever and having to go through how many Donald Trumps do you think you'd have to go through before? <laughs> that's a good point. There's been quite a few people, in, you know, quite a few bad people in, uh, you know, in the world over thousands of years. You know, Genghis Khan and Hitler and all this. You'd have to go through them every few years. So, yeah, maybe it'd be better to to leave the planet and colonize somewhere else and start again and 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 live there. But yeah, I would I would prefer a natural end. I don't think I could go on forever. Dan, uh, it's only from sort of researching everything for this podcast episode that I think for the very first time because. You always say, yeah, I want to live forever. I don't want to die and all this sort of thing. And you, you always feel like you should say, yeah, of course I want to live and I want to learn a new language and learn new skills. But it's only on sort of researching this and seeing the perils and pitfalls. You know, there's a limit to my knowledge. There's a limit to what my brain can learn. Does that mean forgetting other things? Does that mean perhaps not being the same person a thousand years down the line? Uh, you know, I will die. Even if my body is immortal, the person I am right now will not exist because I will have learnt completely new skill sets. I might remember my name, maybe, and that would be it. I wouldn't be the same person. You know, if I was Deadpool, every time I regenerate, you know, 50 new heads, 50 new 
uh, arms and limbs and everything like that. Is it the same Deadpool, you know, 50 years on? It's not. It's a completely different Deadpool, even though he calls himself the same thing. So I am going to I'm going to take a, a little bit of a trite or trope way out and I'm going to live in one immortality, which is as a creator, as a writer. Thank you very much for reminding me. I, I should actually write some more things. I'm going to live forever through my works. I think that's the only immortality we can ever um, hope to have in our life is to leave something behind. Not necessarily just kids. I'm talking about arts, creativity, thoughts, just writing something Pod- down. Podcasts. Podcasts, exactly. Podcasts. You know, uh, the host servers may, you know, get you know taken down a hundred years from now, but for a hundred years we will live on. And it's one of the few uh, afterlife things that I like from uh, from Mexico and from South America. Is the idea of there's the land of the remembered, and you're there for a good hundred years after you die. But after that, the people who remembered you, they start to pass on as well, and you move from the land of the remembered to the land of the forgotten. And then eventually you just pass out, you know, you're, you're after obscurity. But you've just enjoyed that little bit extra. You've had uh, maybe an extra weekend on your on your holiday away or your vacation. So that's that's the immortality I'm going to go for. I'm going to live through my works. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, what about uh, digital immortality? If you could upload your consciousness, if if you can't say have a robot body or whatever, or or you're not immortal, because like you, I, I've been watching like a thousand videos on immortality over the last few days in preparation for this, and they're and they're talking about uh, caloric restrictions, uh, cold um, exposure, uh, senescence, and telomeres, and NAD and NMN, and all these different kinds of things. And I'm like, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. It sounds like a lot of work if you want to live forever. Uh, but maybe digital immortality, upload your mind. As long as you can retain your consciousness, I think that might be okay. Hmm. As, long as, I, as long as I can fix myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'd all be in the cloud. That's true. I think as one of the podcasts it said you, you, if your memory is something like two petabytes. Mm. Yeah, something, something like, like 2.5 something or others. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think lot, it was that video Dan shared with us. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of memory. Um, but to put your consciousness in there would be wow, that'd be quite a thing. Um, I I I think it could be done. I think it can be done now because obviously we have um, AI, we have robots that, uh, or even um, Watson or various other you know, um, computer AIs that can pretend to be human. But if you then uh, program it to have the ideas of a specific person. Or the thought of you know we'll program it to to respond as a spe- specific person, then yes, you could live forever as uh, either a piece of software or put into a robot that would uh, come up with you know come up with, say the things that you would say. So it could happen. Would I want it? God no, no no. Pe- people don't people don't listen to me on this podcast. Why would they on earth would they to listen to me as a robot or something? No no no. I. I I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that interesting. So you don't. You don't want uh, 500 million years of unsuccessful podcasting under your belt. That's what it feels like already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And and thinking about all of this stuff, I've thought about it. Yeah, immortality is something I've wanted uh, from as far back as I can remember. So as long as I can have 
the health. I don't need to be regenerative, like uh, whatever, as long as I don't get diseases, as long as I don't get, uh, if I can recover from trauma, I think I'd be okay. If I could regenerate a limb, that'd be fine. But as who I am myself, if I was immortal, I know I don't have an affinity for language. So even if I had a million years, I still couldn't speak French if I tried, you know. So just because you're immortal doesn't mean you have extra skills, right? So there are there are definitely drawbacks. I, I have no musical talent. I, I could practice the guitar for 10,000 years and I still wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing as well, isn't it, about being slightly older when you decide to become immortal is that you know, the ability to learn is not there. If you were immortal as a as a, a young child, then yeah, you, your brain is a sponge at that point, and you learn everything at that point. But then you, it, again, it depends whether you grow old and then become immortal, so you have all of those skills, or whether you you grow immortal as a a seventeen year old child, which would be real pain in the backside. Yeah, because if you're always seven years old for the rest of your life, like like a vampire, say, bitten at uh, at the age of seven, nobody's ever going to take you seriously, even if you have the mind uh, of an eight thousand year old. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think in your thirties is when you'd want to stop aging. Um, even now at forty four, if I if I all of a sudden became immortal and I could just live. That'd be awesome. I would take it. Uh, I don't care about the boredom because there's always podcasts that I'll never get around to. There's books. There's TV shows that I've been meaning to get around to for 40 years. You know, so there's, I don't think you'd ever run out of pop culture to entertain yourself with. And there's always people you could talk to, have interesting conversations. So I I would definitely choose immortality with a term limit at my choosing. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. Because I'd like to see what happens to the to the future of humanity. You could be, you could be the only one. <laughs> True enough, I'd be the only guy left. Yeah, like in some of the videos I watched, uh, this this I don't know if I sent it to you or if that's the one that Dan sent, but the the guy was immortal. He he watched uh, the uh, extinction of the human race, uh, and he just floated around as pure consciousness for billions of billions of years after the earth exploded. And, and that's, that's it. He could just see the ends of the stars. And then he was there for the, uh, the next big bang as the uh, universe collapsed in on itself. And he just continued on and, and he was extremely bored and he didn't really like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you need to have an expiration. Yeah, that's true. As we know, as Star Trek fans, it's our mortality that defines us. It's Thank the truth you, of our existence. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty good. That's um, thank you. Yeah, that's true. And and the other thing about if you're immortal, you would just uh, this is about saying about the, uh, the longevity part of things where you you live a long time, your life is a lot slower. You put things off. You think, oh, mm-hmm. I'll do that in ten years. I'll be fine. I'll get round to you know learning Italian. The thing about being mortal is it gives you a time that you think, I have to do that by that, by that time. I can't deadlines. wait to do deadlines, exactly. You, you know, I must do that now because I, I won't be able to do it in 10 years. And I think that is a much better motivator to get things done than, than living forever and saying, well, I've got all the time. I can do it any time I like. You know what? I, I just had this conversation with Julie, I think, the other day, uh, talking about when I was back in university. I could have had two months uh, to do an essay, but I couldn't physically do it until the weekend before. I, I needed the pressure. I needed a deadline. And I, I couldn't. So if I if I had 10 years to do it, it would never get done. Yeah. I mean, when do you think I watched those two videos that you sent me? 
no, probably no. ten minutes before we started recording. Exactly right. Because <laughs> that, that's how it works. That's that's basically what human humanity is. We're a bunch of procrastinators, and we, and we need to be forced to do things. But what if we had sort of what if we had the the kind of Sisyphus or the the Neverland? Like, there's just one mission. You can live forever, but you've only got one mission. Peter Pan always has to fight Hook. Sisyphus always has to push the rock. Uh, the knight in uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, he always has to stay in there and protect the Grail. What if there's just one mission? You don't have to learn, you know, school, skills or anything like that. You only have one thing to concern yourself with. At least that's nice and easy, a to-do list of just one thing. You have one job. One job. <laughs> just get it right. Yeah, and you have all the time in the world to, to exactly. get it perfect. So, and, and just to wrap up, in, in all the things that I, I, I was reading, uh, there was one thought experiment where it said, okay, so you're given immortality, but in addition to that, you're also thrown back in time 2,000 years. Would you take it? Absolutely. And the, <laughs> and the, the responses were incredible. It was, it was, I think it was a YouTube video, actually. It was pretty crazy. The things people had come up with, like, uh, sure, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd get to be around for when I was born again, you know, because... 2,000 years later, you get to see yourself born. So there's two of you. So, and uh, you, you give yourself Apple stocks, you know, all kinds of different things that you could do. You could invent things before they were actually invented because you already have the, the foreknowledge. So you change history. Like there's uh, all kinds of different thought experiments and possibilities. Well, that's weird because when you get back to the, you know, 2,000 years later and you're there with your you know, previous self, do they get sent back in time? That's the thing. Is it a, is it a closed loop? I don't yeah. know. That's that wasn't part of the video. So <laughs> that's uh, that's a different podcast, isn't it? Time travel podcast. I, I, did we do one yet? That's a really good. Yeah, might have to go back. We did. Yeah. Did we not do a time but, travel podcast? Maybe we should do one in the past. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. We'll do one. We'll do one yesterday. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. We did it tomorrow, didn't we? We we'll yeah, test ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's it's very confusing. We did it. We did it tomorrow, and I've posted it yesterday. That, that's good. Relative dynamics. I like it. Nice. Such a, such a headache. It is. It really is. Time travel. <laughs> it gives me a headache. <laughs> it does. It does. What's that from? Uh, it's it's Janeway's quote. Ah, uh, yes. That's right. So is that the end of our show? Do we have anything else we want to bring up, discuss, talk about? I have some feedback. Ooh, excellent. Hey, hey. Tell me more. Well, it's from my friend Paul. The key hey. ring collector. He says, uh, it's an email as well. Hi Paul, Dan and Sean. Just listened to episode 7 on collectibles, where you were kind enough to give me a mention. Your podcasts are getting better all the time. Well, that's good news. That's always good. I rarely laugh out loud as I suffer from depression, and finding something entertaining is hard for me. But in this one, I did. Listening to podcasts is a fairly new thing for me. In fact, you are one of only two, the other being The Infinite Monkey Cage with Professor Brian Cox. So there's name-dropping for you. Well, there you go. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast and uh, The Infinite Monkey Cage in the same sentence. Yep. Well, obviously. The only two you need. Yeah. It was going to happen eventually. <laughs> uh, he, he goes on. Great to listen in on spontaneous conversation. I have all but forgotten the art. You guys are naturals. Listening to Paul reminiscing about his collectibles brings back memories. 
as well as keeping blasted key rings, no, I don't know why either, I used to collect computer junk. But like you all have experienced, there came a time when it had to go. Yeah, he gave it to me. That's what he did with it. It's all stuck up in my loft now. All the, yeah. all the computer crap? Commodore 64, not Commodore 64, Commodore Amigas, all sat upstairs. Anyway, uh, I now enjoy the spaces it used to take up. Uh, slight correction on Paul's dimensions on my model boat building, yeah, because he, he makes uh, model boats, radio control mm. boats. Uh, he now has seven in total, and they are more like three to four feet long, with my latest rescue being 50 inches. Uh, it's a Watson class lifeboat, if you would like to uh, Google that. Anything longer won't go in the car without putting the seats down. Uh, I've been listening to you as I build uh, as I build my boats, so I'm in my element. Great to hear some Kenny Everett too, and I'm looking forward to your next episode in two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. Two weeks. That's all for now. Keep up the good work. So that was uh, a really good bit of uh, feedback because, uh, as Paul mentioned there, and, he, and I asked him, and he, does, he doesn't mind me reading that out, uh, saying about his depression. He has suffered from depression for quite a long time, um, uh, which I only have to say I only found out relatively recently um, in the you know the last you know, quite well, five five years or so. Um, wasn't something I was aware of, and it's it's something obviously that um, my uh, younger son uh, suffers from as well. So. Um, it's you know it, it was it was great of him to come out and say that listening to podcasts is, is helping him and, and he, he obviously like like I was a few years ago before I started podcasting and you can probably hear it in, in the way I talk it's it's hard for me to to express things and say things uh, out loud because it, it doesn't come natural to me in conversation I, I'm very introverted and I find it very hard to to you know talk to people and and come up with ideas and things it's one of the reasons why I went into podcasting just to try and sort of get over that. And it, it has worked to a, to a degree, so it's worked for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, it'd be interesting to know how many people actually do podcasts for that very reason. Um, but yeah, it's um, it was interesting, and, and thanks very much again, Paul, for for, the, for that uh, feedback. Uh, great to have you as a listener and as a friend. Um, so uh, you'll have to come up with some ideas for the podcast now. That's yeah. right, because we we can always use some uh, assistance. Yes. So he, he emailed that feedback to you. He did. What what email address did he use? He used uh, cosmicpizzapodcast at hotmail.com. And all of our listeners can use that e- email address as well? Of course. Of course they can. In oh, fact, a couple, well, a couple of people have. Really? Yes. Richard Mjorden was one of them. He gets in touch yes, now Rich, on Facebook Rich, as well. Rich, Rich, yeah. Richard from Australia, my, my buddy who also listens to Rusted Robot and Soulforge. He's, he's been listening to me from the beginning, and uh, I, I always look forward to his comments. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like a really good guy, because uh, he sounds like he's got a similar sort of sense of humor to, to, uh, to ours, or to, to, to me as well. Um, a lot of similar sort of things he used to watch and listen to in the in the good old days. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's good, uh, good to have people uh, all over the world. All around the world, we find these people who are similar to us. You think, you, th- you think you're alone in the world, and then suddenly you realise there are a lot more people out there than you think that are very similar. And, and they're all balding with glasses, and it's awesome. The Balding with Glasses podcast. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> but someday there will only be one. There, there can, can only be there one. There can only be one. That's right. So say we all. Oh, I, I was thinking of that. Um, this year, uh, me and Dan were supposed to meet up. Um, we had sort of semi-plans yes. to do so. 
Um, and mm. unfortunately, all this COVID business has, has put paid to that. Um, because, uh, and I think, um, if, I don't know if Robert Reyes listens to the podcast. I know, um, I think he does. I have a sneaky feeling. He, like, he, he likes it on Facebook. He, uh, he certainly yeah. does. And he He's the guy that likes Sub Rosa. And he likes wearing red sweaters as well. He's not very good at predicting American football results at the moment because he's not doing too well in, in my uh, my little American football game, as neither am I. So never mind that. Um, he, he was supposed to come over and uh, visit the destination Star Trek London uh, this year, which unfortunately has been postponed, not cancelled, but postponed until next year. So maybe it might happen next year that we we could actually meet up with Robert and um, and maybe I'll get to meet Dan in the flesh. Maybe I should uh, oh, yes. hop on a flight and come over. Maybe you should. When when yes. when is that? It's November sometime. It's November fourteenth to the sixteenth, uh, twenty twenty one. At the moment, at the time of recording, we are currently at this point. Um, but it's enough time to you know save up some quatloos and some latinum and uh, come on over. Why not? I think it would be a great idea. I've been threatening for years to get over to the UK to visit. Uh, to, well, you guys, uh, James from the Battlebridge podcast, Mike. Good old Mike, Derek, and and all the rest. I got to meet you guys. That's uh, that's some round trip you've got around the country there to to pick some some of those people up. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's, most it's most fine. of them down in London. That's that's the easy bit. So uh... I'll take two weeks and go over. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Excuse me. Uh, two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks! So our special is gone, the grease in the box is cold, and we hope you're all full to the brim. But what did we take away from today's episode? This is the part where we do a funny summary or a genuine final thoughts message, according to our script. So what is our genuine final thoughts message, boys? Whatever you want to do, do it today. Don't leave it till tomorrow, because we are not immortal. Ooh, perfect. Today we've been your deliverers, so please leave a tip at the door by subscribing for future deliveries, rate and review our service, and we hope you come back for more helpings next time. You can find us, as we mentioned, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok by searching for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. If you'd like to send us an MP3 file, you can email us at cosmicpizzapodcast at hotmail.com, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Two weeks! But like, uh, but like you, um, but like you all have experienced... Oh, this, if I had a thousand years, I'd learn how to read. Right. <laughs> you got to leave this in. Oh. <laughs> It'll all come out in the edit.